0: Start that recording. Plan another Pikmin session, friends. As you may recall, last time we got yellow Pikmin. So we're on day three. We're gonna go to the forest folk. At the back of the landing site, there's a stone door. So our first thing. is we're going to use the yellow Pikmin to rid ourselves of this annoying stone door. Because we always want clear pathways. We're gonna pull all 37 yellows out. There we go. Carefully send our Pikmin after some of these uh, pellet flowers. And this brings us to some bomb rocks. Ooh, another pellet flower. In the first one, uh, the leaf Pikmin, which is the only type of Pikmin I have right now, really, uh, moves slow enough that after you stop moving Olimar, you have to. Um, hmm. Do you have them all? Nope. Get over here. Alright. Get over here, come on. Alright. We're taking some bomb rocks back to the landing site. I actually don't know how many bomb rocks you are gonna need. don't have the arrow yet. Later on you can use the plus pad. successfully opened the door. We have bu- one bomb rock left over. And this is a really dangerous thing to have, just sitting around. So we're going to take this Pikmin and uh, we're going to try having him attack the Bulbor with the bomb rock. There we go! No. Pikmin, come on. I don't think the billboard can run into the base. Yeah, so we got two of them crunched. The Pikmin stopped to uh, attack some seed cap flowers, and then uh, they were eaten. Alright, let's pull out some red Pikmin. Now, uh, with all these Pikmin, there's some grass in the base. And... When the grass is uh, plucked, then nectar will come out. And if the Pikmin eats the nectar, they turn from a leaf into a flower. Bolomar says, "Another intriguing discovery: a local variety of grass produces a sort of yellow nectar. When the Pikmin drink this delicacy, they instantly mature into flowers. As apparent, Pikmin favorite seems to be a full of nutrition. Closer observation is needed to determine the strengths and peculiarities of these flower Pikmin." Uh, come on. Unfortunately the Pikmin uh, favor picking up that grass over following commands sometimes. You have to shout them a lot. oh dear, it looks like we are one down by one Pikmin. We have ninety-nine out of one hundred that are in the field. Mm -hmm. Attack the big bulbboard we bombed before with enough yellow Pikmin to bring it down. And then there's sort of a ghost with nectar, and if you hit the Pikmin with a nectar, or if you hit the nectar ghost with a Pikmin then you can get some, let's see, yellow Pikmin, pick up the yellow seed please, Uh, Pikmin, pick up this, and then start bashing down that door, thank you very much Pikmin. I have made yet another Pikmin-related discovery. Just when I was about to exceed 100 Pikmin in the field, the onion stopped expelling seeds. Yet that little Pikmin continued to climb. It seems that once there are 100 Pikmin in the field, subsequent seeds get stored inside the onion. Thus, no more than 100 Pikmin can be in the field at one time in any area. That's a simple rule. We're waiting for Pikmin to knock down a wall, so uh, in the meantime, Olimar has a punch that's strong enough to cut down some of these little pellet flowers. So we'll get pellets. Uh Uh This wall's gonna take a little while, so... We will bomb another stone door, I suppose. There's some little weevil monsters near the stone door, so you have to direct the Pikmin to attack. Oh, if you don't don't do it well enough, then you can end up losing out on a Pikmin or two. Ah! Alright, well... Friends, I'm not happy with this. The number of monsters, and we're losing because our numbers are only in the 20s. But if our numbers are in the 100s, then we shall be undefeated. Alright, and then we'll send all these Pikmin to collect all these little pellets. Um, And then we will grab some more seed buds, er, yeah, seed flowers. And then with the 53 Pikmin that aren't yet, we're gonna finish off this door. the root door. Alright. Now our original goal of bring down the stone door with bombs remains true. We just have to uh, get some bombs. Alright, we have three bomb, Pikmin. I'm not sure if that's enough for this door. Hopefully we'll need more. Gotta carefully... Throw three bombs. Everyone runs back. Ooh, It only brought it down one stage. Each door has about three stages, so we gotta find some more bombs. Oh, here they are. Now we have to carefully not whistle at the Pikmin once we have used the bombs. If they're holding a bomb and you whistle at them, they drop the bomb, so we have to be very careful. Right. with a bomb pikmin in hand we shall I think you can throw three at a time and they have enough time to oh no you can only throw two it looks like or maybe I just did it wrong we'll throw two more and... oh, that's not it Oh no! Oh, I threw a Pikmin that didn't have a bomb in hand and he just tried to bash on the door until he got caught in the explosion and died. I feel foolish. But this has opened a door to a This It's extraordinary bolt. I bought this incredible bolt because the salesman told me it is of extraordinary quality that is indiscernible to the average person. Exactly what makes it so extraordinary is a secret. But just look at it, extraordinary. Now for context, friends, uh, when we say that this bolt is extraordinary. The bolt is like four times the height of uh, Captain Olimar. It is, in fact, an extraordinary bolt. Also, as we're going back from the bolt, we can spot another part. It's up on a high cliff, but we can throw yellow Pikmin high, so we will be able to get, oh, nope, that's not what we want. Yellows. Yeah, we'll throw a bunch of yellows up there. And surely that's enough, right? Yeah, they're bringing it down. Now I got 28 reds under my command. Not entirely sure what we should do with it, but I see some monsters. And... Oh! The camera interrupts. The extraordinary bolt has been returned. And the spaceship sucks it up. Extraordinary bolt. This bolt's... bolt holds the kind of value that only a true connoisseur can understand. I have now recovered three out of thirty parts. If I can find just two more, I should be able to increase my ship's capabilities. Get... You're all the worst. This is what I mean when I say that Pikmin will go after, um, a seed flower, even if they, uh... Hmm... Cease. I see a bunch of monsters and I only have 28 Pikmin in hand. I don't want to... We're gonna just get these seeds and, uh... not fight the monsters. Because... It's better... If you, if you have the option, always vote for Overwhelming Deadly Force. Not just enough to approach the enemy. Oh! I remember now. Okay, another part's going back. This is the the radar dish. Ooh, it pops onto the bottom of the ship. Now the ship can scan. Whimsical radar! This important part can detect the location of the other missing parts. The radar will be added to my monitor, which I can press Y to view. C zooms in and out. This will surely help me in my search for the remaining parts. I now have recovered 4 out of 30 parts. If I can find just one more... Alright friends, so now we have to throw Pikmin up a ledge because, um, we are going to walk through some water. Oh no! The water itself, I thought we could walk through the water to get around, onto uh, the upper ledge. As long as you threw the Pikmin up there. Because Pikmin, red Pikmin, can't go in water. But, the water itself also has a gate on it. So, I feel foolish. Oh, up high we can see that there's a 20 Pikmin seed. Uh, only the yellows can get to it. Let's see if we can get 20 yellows and have them collect. Let's see, we gotta pick a yellow... no, nope, that's not. Yeah, here we go. i gonna throw some yellow Pikmin up there, and they'll bring that high seed pellet down. Oh, they got it, they got it. Boom! So we got 64 Pikmin in hand. That should be enough to fight any monsters. Oh, hey, we see a part. Alright, throwing Pikmin on the back of a Bulborb, And... Oh! Down he goes. mini-ones, if you can land a part directly, if you can land a Pikmin directly on their back, they get crushed. But otherwise, you gotta shoot around. I found the Nova Blaster. It emits a dazzling burst of light capable of destroying almost anything. I'm not exactly sure about this, but the promotional brochure claims that its blasts can travel in the currents of space-time, smashing through stars and into the rifts of space. That sounds dangerous, Olimar. Why do you... Why do you have this? I don't... I'm not sure that Olimar is a qualified space blaster, but we're going to carry all this stuff back to base. Um... Alright, we don't have the big corpse, but we have the little corpses and the pellets and the part, and it's almost sundown, so we're going to have to hurry up. Uh, let's make sure that we don't have any errant Pikmin. Oh, I, I spot one. Using the radar, we can now see where the Pikmin are. They show up as little yellow dots. Um, uh, so we can... I'm going to put, start putting the Pikmin away. Uh, even though they don't... They can be uh, in the squad at the end of the day, but just to help organize, we're going to put them away sooner. We have another part, Nova Blaster. This is a weapon of such incredible destructive force that it can blast stars into tiny pieces. It has a strange allure. I've recovered 5 out of 30 parts, increasing the dolphin's capabilities. My search can now cover a wider area. The ship is uh, shimmering and it looks The tiniest bit, like, maybe it's not held together with purely uh, a thread. Alright, gather your Pikmin. We're putting away as many as we can. And we're uh, also going to pick as many as we can, because tomorrow we're going to land in a different zone. those. Oh. Oh, I'm foolish. By making it... Um... By putting away the Pikmin, the additional Pikmin sprouts started going out of the onion. Okay. So we're gonna leave a few sprouts planted behind. Uh... And they'll be here. We'll return to this map someday. So they'll be here eventually. Yep, it looks like no Pikmin were left behind. You see them sort of getting eaten by monsters in the animation if you leave them behind. Three days since impact. And now add yellow Pikmin to my list of discoveries. These creatures can wield bomb rocks, so perhaps I can use them to blast down rock walls and open up new regions. Red and yellow Pikmin, as well as bomb rock carriers, break into squads when dismissed with X, or when I grab one for a moment by holding A. Okay. Um... Total lost in combat, 8. Yeah, we got the Forest Naval. I think we're actually going to call it quits here, and we'll just have this be uh, a more easygoing series with a few shorter, more episodes that are shorter each. Um, don't want to stress too much about Pikmin, it's already a stressful, time constrained game. So have a great time, folks, and I'll see you later. Hi, friends. Now, I looked at the uh, time counter on the episode after I was done with this episode, and it said 1832. And I said to myself, Normally, I'm giving people a full hour of content. I don't want them to come away feeling like, you know, I phoned it in on a Pikmin episode, only gave them one day, and then where's the other 40 minutes that they are planning on having? What am I going to do with those other 40 minutes of time that you've dedicated, or perhaps, uh, no, dedicated is the right word, dedicated to spending with me. I think that today we're going to go and look up some Pikmin fan fiction. That's right. If I type in Pikmin fanfiction to Google, it takes me to fanfiction.net slash game slash Pikmin. Pikmin with a capital P. And uh, there's 351 pages here. The very top entry, I was at first going to read the very top entry until I noted that it is 47 chapters and 103,000 words. Um, it's got uh, 55 faves. I. That's more faves than the other faves in the list. Um, but 103,000 words sounds a little grand for this adventure today. Um, the next few, uh, some of these are, like, set after the third game or, like, in alternate universes where there's, like, other creatures in addition to Pikmin and stuff. I, I decided, um, to sort of sift through, there's one called Crack by Zavegonzo, Z-A-V-E-G-O-N-Z-O. And it is uh, 1,340 words, so it feels like um, the amount of time that maybe we want to be spending here. Um, and I'm just going to read you some Pikmin fanfiction right now. Um, this is, uh, I'll put the link to this also in, in the description. Uh, author's note. Hey, welcome to Pick Crack. This is going to be a little dumb series where I write stuff about whatever Pikmin stuff comes to mind. Basically, filler in between chapters in my main fic, Pikmin colors. But you can read this for its own merit if you want. This first chapter is a rewrite of A Trekkie's Tale to fit in with modern fiction, uh, to fit in with Pikmin fan fictions and also be kind of gender neutral because there are bad writers of all sexes. Um... "'Gee, golly, gosh, Glorsky!' thought Stephen Sert as they stepped into the cockpit of the Drake. "'Here I am, the youngest lieutenant and technician of the fleet, only fifteen and a half years old!' Captain Charlie came up to them. "'Oh, lieutenant, I love you like my rubber ducky. Will you bathe with me?' "'Captain, I'm not that kind of person!' "'You're right, and I respect you for it. Here, take a trip over the ship for a minute while I go get some coffee for us.' Alf came up to them. "'What are you doing in the command seat, lieutenant?' "'The captain told me to!' Okay, awesome, Lieutenant. Captain Charlie, Alf, and Brittany beamed down with Lieutenant St- Selvan Sert in a newly discovered planet, FNP-515. They were attacked by Green Pikmin and thrown into a cave. In a moment of weakness, Lieutenant Stephen Sert s- revealed to Alf that they too were a technician. Recovering quickly, they sprung back the lock with their bag of holdings contents and all of them got away back to the drake. But back on board, Dr. Ori Ginalchar and Lieutenant Sylvan Sert found out that the men who had been beamed down were seriously stricken by pycminification disease. Sylvan Sert less so. While the crew languished in the SICC Bay, Lieutenant Sylvan Sert ran the Drake and ran it so well that they received the Nobel Peace Prize, a place in the Hall of Fame and also over 100 reviews. However, the disease finally got to Selvin, insert and they fell fatally ill in the SICC Bay as they breathed their last. They were surrounded by Captain Charlie, Alf, and Brittany, all weeping unashamedly at their loss of their beautiful youth and youthful beauty, intelligence, capability, and all-around niceness. Even to this day, their birthday is an international holiday on kopai and hokotate. That's the end of that story. There's five chapters here. Um, Next chapter. Office note. Uh, here's my first attempt at a drabble. Spring. This season is many things. To some, it is rain. To others, it is wind. To red, it is annoyingly pollen. Achoo! The Pikmin sneezed for the umpteenth time. He wiped his nose. He hated spring, so he wanted to do something about it. Gaia suddenly manifested in front of him. My child, what is it you desire? To get rid of spring, Red said, sneezing again. Okay, Guy then turned the spring into hot summer, burning up all the plants. The ashes wafted into Red's nose, making him sneeze. Achoo! No, curse you, cruel world, Red shouted. Author's note, I know it's not very good. What do you expect from my first try? Um. Author's note, this is a parody of a certain Pikmin fanfiction. See if you can guess it. Hint, it isn't colorful but that would be a close guess. It was a typical peaceful spring afternoon. Birds were singing, pellet posies were growing, and on this specific day, two Pikmin around 12 days old were eating some nectar and talking. Hey, Jack, one Pikmin said to the other. Yeah, Daryl, the other Pikmin, Jack, replied. I dare you to stay in that cave near the onion overnight. Uh, Jack paused, surprised by the suddenness of the dare. Okay, Darrell, but that sounds too dangerous to do as a dare. Would you give me something if I do it? The one who started this conversation, Daryl, said, Wimp, I'll give you 20. And by 20, I mean 10 free favors from me if to, uh, to do. Jack thought it over, taking a sip of nectar. Is that seriously it? I can't believe he'll let me have him do 10 things for me for free. Must think I can't do it. The jerk, I'll do it, he thought. Sure, he said. All right, make sure you're there by sundown, said Daryl. Jack remembered his promise and went over to the cave right as the sun started to touch the horizon. Daryl was sitting next to the cave's hole. "'Oh, Jack, I was almost thinking you'd forgot,' said Daryl as he noticed Jack approaching. "'Why'd you think that? I'm right on time, aren't I?' "'Oh, I got the voices backwards. my mistake.' "'Why'd you think that? I'm right on time, aren't I?' Jack replied." Daryl looked behind Jack on the horizon. "'Ah, yes you are,' he admitted. "'Okay, nice. See you tomorrow,' Jack said as he dove into the cave. In the cave, there was a surprising lack of enemies. There was the occasional bulb orb, but compared to the typical cave, Baron!' After wandering for a few minutes, Jack came across a strange type of candy-pot bud, pale peach, like a bulborged skin. Whoa, Jack said in wonder. This is weird, bud. He walked toward the fleshy flower, standing on his tippy-toes to gaze into it. Jack then accidentally fell into the flower, absorbed into the center. Meanwhile, in another world, a human boy named Johnny was also in a cave, armed with a flashlight and his immature wits. A strange wiggling came from the soil of the cave floor. Johnny shone his flashlight on the underground wiggling, only to be surprised from a similarly young human boy came clawing out of the dirt. The boy panted heavily, clutching his chest. He looked down at his hands, then swung his head around confusedly. His eyes locked onto Johnny. Then he fainted, nakedly sprawling face down on the dirt. Johnny stared. Uh He uttered. Word count, who cares? Author note, hi there, screw you for reading this. I just came up with this idea two seconds ago and now I'm mindlessly writing it down. Don't bother reviewing this, I'm not gonna read it. Uh, edit, I accidentally a word. All right, let's go to the next page. Uh, this is all rendering wrong. The CSS is messed up on this page, but I think we can read it anyway. Uh, let's see, this is a dumb little thick lit. Gil, the blue Pikmin was tired of having only a leaf. He was tired of being slower, being weaker, being less important than the rest of the blues. He wanted to have a flower, and he was going to do something about it. He knew in order to get a flower, he would need to drink nectar, but he had to find a way to find nectar when he spent most of his time underwater, far from any dry land. Staring up at the roof of the onion while everyone else was sleeping, he thought of a plan. Morning came, and the onion landed. Gil and the other Pikmin left. They were ready for another average day. Gil was ready to carry out his plan. He quietly wandered away from the group and started looking around. He needed to find a nectar weed to pluck. After a long while of searching and a brief escape from a ravenous pack of shear grubs, he found one. Giddily, Gil grabbed the nectar weed and uprooted it. A big blob of nectar plorped out. Then, with all the hesitation of a rampaging bulborb, Gil started to drink it. He absorbed every little drop of nectar in his body. Bliss ran through him. In an instant, his leaf turned into a bud, and then it quickly bloomed into a flower. Gil looked at his new flower happily. He walked back to the onion, finally satisfied. Uh, Oh, this last page is, uh, you might call it a poem. It's more like one sentence long. I was listening to the music that plays when you're selecting a pikmin in day three and came up with these lyrics to sing over it. My mouth is dry, so I shall imbibe some water. Some liquid hydrogen hydroxide. Oh, it's cold. Uh, that's the end of this chapter. A thousand, uh, 340 words is less than I was expecting. But now that we know that 1300 words is about 10 minutes, um, we could pick another fanfic. Uh, Let's go with this one here. This is 1,700 words. Uh, I better leave Pit Crack open in a tab so that I can uh, attribute it properly in the show notes. Let's just have a quick drink here. Um, The Children of the Night by Yo! It's Alex Fox. Um, Warning before we start. This is the Land of Seasons AU info page coming soon. So content includes Pikmin being independent from captains. They also have villages, are able to speak, have homes, run farms, and so on. Pikmin evolving to be the next humans of the world. Pikmin being able to asexually reproduce and have kids, therefore kids and families. Basically, the times of the games are far past, so the world isn't fully the same. There's also darker, edgier themes alongside magic and such. If you don't like these, then please don't read this story or any other from this AU. Thank you. Okay, well, I'm fine with magic, Pikmin. It's cold. It's getting dark. Why am I not scared? A blue Pikmin asked himself as he ate the nice salad he was given. It's dangerous, but yet beautiful. Pikmin are still afraid of the night, even centuries later. It's a mixture of instinct and the fear parents give their kids from things such as stories and fairy tales to scare them into fearing the great darkness. Though some might be born without the fear, and others may not have been taught to be afraid. Knight was only one of these Pikmin. He wasn't born with the fear. His name came from the first thing he did, wander off, staring into the night sky, and his markings, black stars. This had been a subject he was always interested in, and the fact everyone tried to stop him made him more fascinated. But one day, some strange Pikmin wandered into Leofal. Winged Pikmin. But they weren't your standard wings. They were large, bat-like wings. Plus, they might have been hybrids. Both had a yellow's ears, and one of them had a red's nose. No one seemed to care about the wings. They just blended into the crowds. It was almost like they were being ignored. Knight wanted to know who they were. He watched them for hours from his father's shop. He rarely left the shop to explore. He lived here. He's seen everything. After a while of watching, he got up, placed the now-empty bowl to the side, and decided to look for them. Luckily, they were still there, though it was rather late. Sunset when he began, now almost fully night. Uh, hey, is it okay if I ask about your wings? I've never seen Pikmin with these kind of wings before. The pure yellow decided to answer first. Of course, it's not often you... "'How dare you show interest in night dwellers?' "'A pikmin from the crowd runs over to the trio. "'They're evil beings that were created by the evil god of shadow. "'You're pathetic for even wanting to.' "'Night was taken aback. "'The winged looked over. "'We don't speak of the god's name,' another one shouted. "'Night children, don't follow the shadow god. "'They don't look like his followers. "'They don't look like night. "'The yellow-slash-red sighs. "'Come with us,' she told him before walking away. As the two Pikmin from the crowd fight, the three walked away into the darkness. Does this happen a lot? knight asked. Not really. Only the ones who are extremely afraid of the Dark God, or whatever. Dark God? Knight asked, confused. It's some evil god not many people know or care about much. You just have to not wander far from the villages and you will be safe. But there's stories of our kind, the Children of the Night, being made by him. If he were, we rebelled and left a long, long time ago, she explained to them. Oh, to him. Oh, he looked around at the sky. Night. No way he would head back with the with the fight just happening nearby. Fuck. Night. Dad must be looking for me. Want us to bring you back? The Yilla read us. Though the fighting may last a long time, Night thought about it. So, by children of the night, that means you live out at night? Yep, that's how we got our name. Where do you go at night? How do you survive? It's a long story. Are you going to ask to come with us? The other night child asked. Knight kept quiet. Y- yeah. That's fine with me, right, Nocturne? She stared at her for a moment. I guess, but I don't think this is a good idea. Hmm, good point. Yeah, dad might get worried. Is your dad a cool person? The yellow asked. Yeah, he is. I got an idea, Nocturne spoke up. We will fly you to your dad. Then you can ask him about us. And if he says yes, we can fly you to our place. How does that sound? Knight thought about it for a minute. Would dad even let me? We were always told to be afraid of the night, but I want to explore it. Sure. All right, let's go. She walked over and picked up Knight and flew away, Nocturne following behind. So where's your home? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know if I see it. It's a bit far, but just keep going forward until I tell you if I see it. Okay. They soared across the sky, watching the town below. Knight had never done anything like this before. He loved seeing the city from up above. It wasn't that busy as it was night, but there were some lights up to help the ones still left out. It was a beautiful sight. It didn't take long for Knight to spot his house. I see it, he points at it. It's right there. Got it, she flew down and landed in front of it. The house looked rather nice and one for a large family. The yellow sat Knight down. We'll see you tomorrow. Wait, what's your name? It's, it's Knight. Knight? Mm, I was named for my markings. He didn't want to tell the full story. Nocturne didn't believe him, but the others did. He's probably lying. Lying to sound cool. What a cool name. Thank you. "'You're welcome. I'm Fox, and this is Nocturne,' she pointed at her friend. "'We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, night. she ran off to fly. "'Bye!' he ran aside. "'Night!' a Pikmin ran over to him. "'It was his dad.' He hugged him. "'I was looking for you!' "'Don't worry, I'm fine.' "'Looks like it, but don't you dare do that again!' "'I know, I know, but I'll tell you when we have dinner.' "'All right, but it better be a good excuse,' he laughs a little. "'I'm just glad you're okay.' "'Me too!' "'We'll let you know when dinner's ready.' "'He walks back into the kitchen. "'Okay.' "'He runs upstairs and into his room. "'He shared his room with two of his many sisters and brother. "'His family was nice and large. "'Everyone either helped with the farm or with the store. "'He chose to work at the store, selling the crops. "'He knew he wasn't meant for farm life. "'Perhaps he's meant for something more. "'Who knows?' "'He laid down on his bed. "'The rooms were split into three sections.' Each wall painted to show whose side it was with the door's wall being painted to a mix of all three colors. Night's side was painted with blue, black, and white to match the sky. He was making the money to move out. It was better than taking the little to nothing the family had as a whole. What should I bring, he asked. He looked at his nightstand. Maybe a bag? Can she carry a bag? She has to, but what in it? He got up and started packing some goods. It wasn't too long before a voice yelled for him. Dinner's ready. Knight threw his bag on the bed and headed downstairs, running into the dining room. I'm here, he said, taking his seat. Me too, a sister said. Me as well, another said. His family was mostly girls, five sisters and two brothers, including Knight. His younger brother was his best friend. They grew close as the only boys growing up. Most of the sisters left, and the two that had stayed were ones that were also making money like Knight was doing. It was a nice dinner. Some potatoes, vegetables to eat, and a large slice of bulborb meat. So, his dad spoke up. You went missing today and said you wanted to tell us. What's up? Well, I, 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 I met these two Pikmin. I saw that they had cool wings, and I never saw a Pikmin with those kinds of wings, so I asked them about it. Then these two people yelled at me when I asked about some shadow god, so they got us out of there, and we talked. They offered to show me the way to their place, so I... No, his mother interrupted. Why are you trusting strangers you just met? Well, don't you remember that it's dangerous? Calm down, his dad spoke up. I know you're worried, but Knight is an adult, so he's able to do as he pleases. Let him speak. Uh, Thank you, but they said that they will take me to see their place. So I took their offer, and so I wanted to ask if it was okay. I don't mind taking the risk. Besides, they seem nice, and they might know about Knight stuff. It doesn't sound safe, one of his sisters chimed in. "'Mmm, you should stay here,' his mom replied. "'Let him make a mistake,' his dad told him. "'It's better than letting the thought of missing an opportunity haunt him forever. "'Besides,' he looks over at them, "'you said something about them being related to the night? "'Mm-hmm, that's why I want to go.' "'Well, all right, it's your choice now. I'll let you go. "'I wish you luck, kid,' he perked up. "'Thank you.' His mom sighed and started to eat. "'Annoyed, but he's right.' Now let's dig in. Oh, now let's dig in, his dad said, excited as ever. After dinner, everyone went their separate ways. Knight and his brother headed into their room. That trip sounds cool, his brother tells him. Knight went right back to packing. I know, I'm going to look forward to it, but I'm going to pack some stuff first. What should I pack? I got a flashlight, a blanket, a pillow, a sweater to keep me warm if it's cold, a picture, a lot of things. Mm, Sounds like you pretty much got everything. Got a weapon? Mm Mm-hmm, a pocket knife. Okay, now you got everything. Knight lays down, setting the backpack next to his bed. I'm going to go to sleep, Knight. Smart. Good night. Tomorrow will be the start of something great. He knows it. He hopes his mom was wrong. Uh, and then there's some footnotes. Uh, let's see. The markings are strange colorings as optional, are optional for this AU, though the Night children's wings are not. The... Markings and strange colorings are optional for this AU, though not... Okay, so in this AU, Pikmin have to... Night children Pikmin have to have wings, and other Pikmin, you can imagine that they have colorings or that they don't have colorings, and that's up to you. But you can't imagine that the night children don't have wings. That's not optional for this AU. Um, don't don't you dare listen to this AU and not imagine the night children having wings. That would be bad. Uh, names are not yet final. Up for suggestions. OK, well, let's just scroll back to the top here. Uh, published November 4, 2019. So we're going to consider these names final enough. Final footnote, as seen in the games, blue Pikmin can throw Pikmin out of the water, including purples. So why wouldn't other types be able to do that? I guess, Where is the where is the three-star footnote? Um, I don't, I don't know where the three-star footnote was in the story. I guess when the when the night Pikmin picked up the when the children of the night picked up. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's go. She walked over and picked up three-star footnote night and flew away. Nocturne leaving behind. So yeah, the question is why can't all Pikmin pick up other Pikmin? Um, and the answer is of course Pikmin can pick up other. You're AU, but. Don't imagine children of the night without wings that would be bad. Um I think this is the end of the there's no there's no next page button that I'm seeing. So that's the end of this fanfic. Um let's find another one. All right, now I'm curious We're going to read The Struggle to Survive, that 103,000 word. We're just going to read some opening content. I don't know how far we'll get. The Struggle to Survive by Aquaraptor. Good username, pal. Let's see. Uh, Summary. A red pikmin gets left behind by his onion, feeling that his existence is pointless without it. He goes on a quest to track it down. But once he encounters a band of stray pikmin, he discovers that onion life may not have been so gratifying after all. Published August 11th. 2011 uh rated fiction t english adventure drama chapters 47 uh words 103,408, reviews 49 faves 55 so more faves than reviews i guess that sounds good follow 66 um it says updated october 3rd so i guess this started in 2011 and uh was updated earlier this month so that's cool I was lying in a patch of grass, letting the blades cushion my body as I stared at the sky. My friend, another red Pikmin, was right beside me. He began to speak. What do you think these clouds are made of? Beats me, I replied. They look like large chunks of snow, he mused. Well, I might explain why snow falls out of the sky every year. However, I quickly saw fault in my own theory. No, that couldn't be it. Snow doesn't turn gray, and the clouds are gray sometimes, I corrected myself. Now that you mention it, they seem to always be there when it rains. What are you getting at? I think I think they're the spirits of the past pigment, gathering the sky to rain water on us, good fortune. Water kills us, though. I guess that means they're spirits of blue pigment, he joked. We both chuckled. Afterwards, we were silent for a long period. As the time crawled by, I slowly closed my eyes and dozed off move i stirred groggily at his voice what move reality hit me like a rock as something grabbed onto my stem and dragged me high into the air i looked down and saw my friend lying face down struggling to get to his feet it had then occurred to me that he had to jump to get out of the way wiggling my arms and feet my eyes shifted to my abductor i couldn't see much but it was a creature that flew by some wings on its head i'd seen them before but never thought them to be dangerous scared for my life i furiously struggled to get loose and screamed for help My eyes fell back to the ground below, and I saw my friend trying to give chase, but having a mere bud, he was falling behind. He was shouting something at me, but I couldn't hear him. Soon enough, he was out of sight. A horrible feeling surged through my stomach as this creature swooped under a branch, crossing over a small stream and past a tree stump at high speed. Then it gradually slowed to a stop. I held still, keeping my eyes fixated on its head. I hung there, waiting miserably for it to eat me and end my life. I just hoped it would be quick. And then, in an instant, It swung me upwards and threw me straight down. All I remember is seeing the ground getting closer and closer before I blacked out. I don't know how long it had been. I couldn't have known. I had been unconscious, merely drifting in a sea of black. The problem was that when I awoke, it was still in a sea of black. I tried to wiggle. No success. Arms? Stuck. Legs? Stuck. I tried moving my stem, and thankfully that was met with success. There was no mistaking it. I had been buried. I sighed internally. I probably should have been grateful that it didn't become a meal, but now I was stuck with no means of escape, and there was no telling how long I'd have to stay like this. I just remained in the soil, waiting. Eventually, my bud bloomed into a flower. That was a plus, I suppose. I flexed my stem to see if I could check the outside conditions. The temperature had dropped from before. I continued to sway my stem back and forth. It was all I was capable of doing. At one point, Something approached and came into contact with my stem, but disappointingly it left. Must have been some beast in the forest. I flexed my stem to feel the temperature again. There was a slight breeze. It was very welcoming. I wished I was above ground to fully experience it. Then I felt something grab a hold of my stem. I felt one tug, but I was still firmly rooted in place. I felt another, and it dislodged me slightly. The last and final heave pulled me out of the ground. With a dizzying sensation, I did a flip through the air and landed unsteadily on my feet. I looked to see who my rescuer was. It was my friend from before. It's you! I cried, happier to see him than I had ever been. I had been looking for you ever since that thing took you away. I thought you would have eaten you by now. I've always been glad that he said that. Most Pikmin would have gone through that kind of wouldn't have gone through that kind of effort for another, especially for one that was presumed dead. Say, how long has it been anyway? He looked as if he was at a loss. I, I don't know. i have been searching so long, I lost track of time. He stopped. A disconcerting look crossed his face. I realized why when I turned my attention to the sky. It was orange. Hey again. I hope you enjoyed that. I had a lot of fun reading those fanfiction stories. And... There is a lot more to this struggle to survive story. I've read the next chapter, and um, you're only actually allowed to record thirty minutes when you're using the the recording uh, in the browser that Anchor has. I didn't know that, so I sort of got cut off suddenly in the middle of reading a chapter, and then I had to like download the file, chop at where the previous chapter ended, and then and then re-upload just the portion that was the correct portion and stuff. Um, <clears throat> So, I'm not going to read another chapter from The Struggle to Survive this time, but in the next Pikmin episode, we're going to read more from The Struggle to Survive. And it's suitably dramatic that I think that you're going to love it. And if you don't love it, then you're wrong. Until then, have fun thinking Pikmin thoughts.